Welcome to the Wonder Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this episode, I interview Pamela Morgan. She is the person who wrote the book called Crypto Inheritance Planning, A Simple Guide to Owners. I asked her to debunk one of the myths about inheritance. And I also asked her about what smart contracts, which are cryptocurrency smart contracts, if this happens, then this. Um, how does that apply to inheritance? And if she has a preferred dead man's switch, we talk about that as well. These are complicated topics, but I hope they're useful because you know what? You're going to die and you better have a plan on what, if you even have a little bit of crypto, how are your heirs going to get it? And now Pamela Morgan. Let me ask you to debunk one of the myths of inheritance. Absolutely. Um, There are so many. Uh, My favorite is the idea that if you don't do inheritance planning, that your Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency is a donation to the community. Meaning that when you reduce the supply, that somehow you are reducing the supply, so you're increasing the value or increasing the scarcity, and therefore you're benefiting the community as a whole. The reason that this is false is because um, eventually... We don't know it was lost, by the way. Yes. Number one, we don't know it was lost. Exactly. Great point. Number two, eventually quantum computing or other advancements in computing technology will force us to make changes in the way that we secure our data. This is a known fact. This is how computer science works. This is how this industry works. So the idea that this will be a donation to the to the to the community forever is is provably false. Now, what will actually happen is okay, maybe in the next, you know, short short time horizon, 5 years, 10 years, if we're being generous, there won't be any changes. So, but within a longer time horizon, right, if we look at Bitcoin, last issuance is 2140, your Bitcoin will certainly not be locked until then, right? So if you don't do anything and no one accesses it, it will become a bounty. And so the first person who can crack this algorithm with the new, you know, blah, 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 will become the owner. And effectively, what will happen, our bots will come and take your your Bitcoin instead of your family. Um, I think if you really want to do that, give your key to a charity. Just give your key to a charity. That way, at least someone can access it. And if you don't want your family to have it, then easily transfer your key to a charity. Many of them will work with you in order to effectuate that donation. And easy peasy, you don't need to deal with it. Right. No, that's brilliant. Uh, Tell me if this is a myth that you cannot come up with an inheritance plan that is truly 100% trustless. Is that a myth or is that true? Uh, It depends on the timeline. Again, so can I, when you are dead, you will have to trust that someone is moving the assets, right? Even if you, so there's people who say, Um, let me, you know, do a dead man switch or a smart contract or something like this, right? At some point, if you're talking about a smart contract, you need to trust the smart contract developers. And particularly in our industry, 
when people are looking to make money, very few of these developers are using open source software, which means that the community is not able to audit them. You are not able to access that code and run it if you need to, if the company disappears. So combining the idea of open source software along with inheritance planning, um, again, trustless is a myth. The idea is it's on that range, like we talked about before, right? And mitigating risks and understanding what your real risks are. Okay. And you mentioned a dead man switch. For those who don't know, it is, uh, for example, a simple dead man switch would be, I get an email once a month. And if I don't respond to that email within 48 hours, then a server or computer does something, for example, sends another email that shows all your cryptocurrency uh, instructions, how to access it to one or more places, one or more individuals, so that they can now, because they assume that you're dead since you haven't responded uh, for 48 hours. That's an example of a dead man switch. Now, is yes. there a preferred dead man switch out there, Pamela, that you know of? That, Absolutely. That you would recommend? Yes. None. <laughs> Zero. Do not use them. <laughs> My preferred method is do not use them. Um, and, so why is a dead man switch dead in your opinion? Yeah. So the reason is because um, unless you spend a ton of time and actually go through what the process is with the person who is receiving that message, the likelihood is that a spam filter is going to thwart your incredible and amazing inheritance plan, one. Two, <laughs> um, the other issue is that if you are putting all of your instructions on how to access your cryptocurrency, you are effectively trusting the developer of that dead man switch to not do anything with it, but also not to get hacked, also not to keep logs, also to not be infiltrated by any other system. By putting all of your information in one system, that's called a fragile system. And many of, of your listeners will probably know about anti-fragile, uh, the, the, the concept of anti-fragility, right? So what we want to do is we want to create right. resilient systems, systems that are not dependent upon one failure, one person, one software, one key. We want to create resilient systems that we can layer on top of each other so that one failure doesn't mean catastrophe for your access or the access of your loved ones. Got it. Now, I understand that completely, and that makes a ton of sense. Um, but what if the dead man switched the email that you send out says, hey, if you open this email, you'll get a million dollars from a Nigerian prince. Wouldn't that not get caught by a spam filter? I mean, this is this is exactly it. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is the issue. So, you know, can you? Is it possible? Is it is it conceptually possible for you to create a dead man switch that will be effective? Of course, it is. But what you would have to do in order to make that effective is you would have to test the process with the person who's receiving the email, go through the email, explain to them all of the things, and in that case they're probably going to know you're dead anyway. <laughs> like right. the idea of you expressing this to someone a month after you're dead, right? In order for them to actually do anything with the information, you would have to communicate with that, that with them before you die. If you're going to communicate it with them before you die, you don't need the dead man switch. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does, Pamela. <laughs> and I thank you for killing the dead man switch. Die! Um, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it four, review it, and five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.